uh, a scripture uh, that's one of my favorites in the New Testament. Uh, I, I really love uh, this, these few passages of scripture, uh, and uh, they speak volumes. Uh, we're going to be going to the book of Titus, chapter 2, and uh, we're going to be reading verses 11 through 15. Hallelujah. Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 15. And this is what the Apostle Paul, if, uh, Titus wasn't the one who was doing the writing here, it was Apostle Paul who was writing a letter to Titus. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying godliness, ungodliness, and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. Hallelujah. Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father God, as we come today, we thank you, God, and we praise you for this service we've had thus far. We thank you, God, for your spirit, God, that we have felt. And now, Lord, as we begin to get into your word the next few moments of time, I'm asking for your anointing to rest upon us. I'm asking, God, that you would just direct us and to guide us right now, Lord, and give us what you would have us to have. And we'll give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Let the church say, Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. I want to speak today on a subject titled, Taking Time to prepare. Taking time to prepare. Right now, put this one back on. I don't want no interference as I'm ministering. Hallelujah. God, in His infinite grace and mercy, has granted to us who are living in this present world Something called time. Amen. Time is a precious commodity. The older and longer I live, the more I realize that. I didn't think much about time being a precious commodity when I was a younger man. Matter of fact, I didn't think about time at all. Hallelujah. But the older I get and the longer God allows me to live the more I realize what a precious commodity that time is. In some ways, it is like money, because time can be spent, time can be saved, time can be invested, and time can even be wasted. Amen. I'm not asking for a show of hands, but I believe if I did, everybody in the house would have to raise their hands saying, There's, there has been some areas in my life 
that I've just simply wasted time. Amen. Now, God has allowed us time in this present world. You notice the scripture um, that I read, he said, the grace of God has appeared to all men, bringing salvation to all men, teaching us that we should live, um, uh, uh, deny ungodliness and word of lust. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. God has allowed us time in this present world to prepare. Amen. What are we to, what are we preparing for? You're preparing for the next world. God has granted you time in this world so you can prepare for the next world. There's still a lot of people haven't got that through their thick head yet. Amen. God hadn't given you this time so you can just go out and live it up and party on down and do what you want to do. But God loves you enough. He's given you some time right here, right now, that you can prepare for the next world. He's allowed us time in this present world to prepare for the next world. And that world will have no definition of time in any sense of the word. We can only take advantage of time in this present life. Hallelujah. In this present life. Now, just just let me talk just a little bit. I'm, I'm still trying to lay a foundation of this message that God has placed in my heart and on my spirit. But every one of us here there's certain things that happens in your life that you have to take time to prepare for. There was a lot of preparation involved in that, uh, uh, what we did yesterday, the yard sale and the fish fry. Now, there was a lot of hard work yesterday, but all the hard work wasn't done just yesterday. Ask Sister Della about that. She spent a lot of time before yesterday preparing for yesterday. Hallelujah. Brother Travis was talking about a graduation a while ago. Amen. And I know that they have no clue and don't think about it in the least. But every little child, when they start preschool, beginning then, they are preparing for graduation day. Amen. Hallelujah. If I'd have realized that when I started school that I was preparing for graduation day, I may not have wasted as much time. I wasted a lot of time going through school. Hallelujah. I'd say, man, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I, I wasted a whole lot of time. Hallelujah. I mean, there were days I would have wasted whole class, classroom time. Well, me and my, my, my buddy and I would sit up against the back wall in the back of class and we'd play in tattoo while the teacher uh, tic-tac-toe, and you know, while the teacher's teaching. Yeah. What were we doing? We was wasting time. Amen. I didn't think about it then, but I think about it more now when I'm up preaching the Word or I'm up teaching the Word, and I got I know I got people back in the audience back there, they're playing tic-tac-toe or doing something because they're not receiving the Word going out. <laughs> Amen. All right. Hallelujah. Sometimes you go to the house of God, you just well to stay home because you got everything else on your mind but worshiping God. Right, come on. 
Hello, somebody. Yeah, we want everybody here. Hallelujah. But the, and the Bible says, what, what the Bible say about that um, forsake not the assembling of yourself together? I want you to know something, church. Just because you come to the house of God and you plop down on a pew, don't mean you assembled nothing. Hallelujah. I'm glad all my three children are grown and gone. Thank God I don't have to stay up all night on Christmas Eve assembling boys. <laughs> Hallelujah. Man, I got tired of them all night. Hallelujah. And I don't care how much money you spend on a bicycle or a kitchen set. We had two girls, and so it was kitchen, uh, play kitchen tables and refrigerators and all that stuff, you know. You look on that box, it says, assembly required. That means you got to put it together. Hallelujah. And when you come in here and you sit down and you leave, don't go out of here and claim that you assembled yourself together and you won't make the scripture. If you ain't unified yourself with your brother and your sister sitting beside you and behind you and you come together in one mind and one accord to worship God and praise God with your whole heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. never think about shortchanging God on the offering. They wouldn't drop in on a nickel or dime. Well, we got some people guess it would. But they wouldn't think of nothing about dropping in a nickel or dime. They want to give God, amen, a part. But when it comes time to worship, a lot of us come to the house of God and you just throw them a nickel or dime praise. Hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. You're not taking the time to take advantage of doing what we're really supposed to be doing here. Glory to God. People trying to pump us and prize us. We should be throwing up our hands whether or not somebody up there ever tells you to lift your hands or not. We should be clapping our hands whether somebody ever tells you to clap or not. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. When worship service comes, amen, we shouldn't act like we're glued to our pews. Amen. There shouldn't be just one or two scattered standing over here worshiping and maybe one over here worshiping. The whole house should be out of the pews worshiping God. But we sit there like we got a bad case of the dropsy. Hey, I didn't know I was going to say all this when I got up here, but I'm full of the Holy Ghost right now because God is telling me He has torn of His people coming to His house wasting His time. You don't realize that when you come and you throw God up a penny praise or a nickel or dime praise, you're wasting God's time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm preaching good right now whether you realize it or not. Hallelujah. That's the truth. Glory to God. We need to take some time to prepare in this world for the world to come. Just like you prepare for many other things in life, you have to, or it will be a flop. Come on. Brother, brother uh, Kenneth had a son got married a couple of weeks ago, and they didn't just come in here on Saturday and just and do everything, and it was over with. They was here for several hours on Friday night practicing, or can I say preparing? Yeah. Hallelujah. 
Many people have the same problem with time as they do their money. They think they think it will never run out. Hallelujah. Going back to people when they're younger. You know, my daddy used to tell me all the time, boy, you think money grows on trees? <laughs> Still do that today. Okay. Hallelujah. Some folks will, will uh, spend their money like you think it'll never run out. And they spend their time the same way. They think it will never run out or will always be available. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. I'm still affected by... By, by Tammy da- uh, Batson's premature death, this young, beautiful, talented lady in the church that you say, Lord, why do you want to take somebody that can, can do so much good still here? I mean, they never thought in a million years. They thought there would be more time available, be 
time to finish raising that 12-year-old daughter. You don't have a promise of tomorrow, church. You're sitting there right now. Amen. It's just your life is like, like a time, an hourglass. Amen. The sands is going and falling out. And you might think you've got time to get closer to God. You might think you've got time to do this better and do that better for God. But folks, we don't have that time. We need to quit spending our time like we do our money by thinking it will never run out and it will always be available. We need to stop spending it on things of this world and never think about the next world. Church, the time that we have in this world should be used wisely so that all of our hopes, all of our dreams, and all of our investments should not be poured into this life, but we should always reserve a portion of our time preparing for the next world. Now the Bible says, tells us, And some other dude who didn't work as hard as you will be driving that bass boat. Oh, and then with his arm around with your wife living the home that you built that you was going to spend your retirement on. Hello, somebody. Hello, 
says, you live in this life, I give you 92 years. This, this, this bottle of water that you see right here is equal to your life of 92 years. You live 92 years. And then you make it to the ocean, which is eternal. And you pour this in, 92 years into eternity. God gives us here. He gives us here to prepare for the next world because that next world is the ocean that you're going to. It's eternity. Just like the water dumped in it. It's nothing. Nothing in comparison. Hallelujah. And none of us know the amount of time we will be allotted in this world. Hallelujah. We don't know. Now I've I've got to I got to rush I got to rush on. The Holy Ghost got a hold of me and then nothing hit me and I don't you know Lord of God. So far what I preached ain't been in my notes. But let's talk a little bit about building treasure in heaven. Hallelujah. We work to try to build something down here. I mean, that's, that's kind of natural. That's part of being humanity. When I, when I, when I was a kid, as, as my dad was trying to teach us some things, he said, he said you know, boy, you, you, you want to try to do things and make your mouth or something down here. That's good. That, that, that's well. Uh, that, that, there's something wrong with that. But what, what are we going to mount to once we leave here when we get over there? What have we built over there? It's just like one fellow, somebody told the story not long ago. Amen. He died in, 
going off to heaven, and he got up through the gates, you know, and they was giving him the tour, man, seeing all these gold mansions and silver mansions and all the streets of gold, and finally they kept walking and kept walking. They got buried in the way back in the corner of heaven. There was, there was, there was no gold streets. It wasn't even asphalt. It was dirt, and there was an old shack about like the house Jed Clavett, Clavett moved out of before he went to hit Beverly Hills. He says, Lord, I don't understand this. He says, this, all these other mansions, we done passing it. This, this is mine. He says, he says, boy, he said, we did the best we could with what the material you set up here. <laughs> Hello? What are we building in the other life? What kind of treasure are we building in heaven? Listen, over the past, I think everybody agreed, the past six or seven years has really been uncertain, not only in America, but around the world with the economy. I mean, we had the housing bubble burst and all the many people out of, out, out of work. Think about how many people lost all of those, that retirement People who worked for 30 or 40 years thought he's going to have a little nest egg. Hallelujah. I mean, they don't have nothing now. I mean, I'm, I, 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 I've had men stand in front of me who, who were 60, uh, 62 years old, ready to retire. He said, he, I don't know what I'm going to do. He said, I don't know what I'm going to do. He said, I've worked. He said, I've done this and I've done that and everything. Building for, building for that. He says, and it's gone. Every bit of it's gone. Over the past six or seven years, in this nation, also around the world, millions of people have lost their savings, their retirement, their homes, and all kinds of material wealth. They have been left feeling lost, hopeless, and insecure over the future, and are now living in fear. But there are few people who are not overwhelmed by fear and torment over lost things. Hallelujah. Because they have been invested not only in this world, but the world to come. Because I'm here to tell you, you never will lose what you invest in heaven. I don't have to get all upset and have, have a heart attack over things lost around, around this life because I ain't never had a whole lot anyway. Hallelujah. Amen. It ain't going to be much anyway. I mean, I, uh, I've learned a long time ago to live by faith one day at a time. All right. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm doing what I can to send up things ahead of time. Building up treasure in heaven. Let, let's quickly go to Matthew 19 and, and verse 16 through 22. I want to read uh, uh, the, the, the words of this parable. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master. What good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest me good? There is none good but one that is God. But if thou wilt enter unto life, keep the commandments. He said unto him, Which? <laughs> which? That's the way a lot of us today, I mean, we don't think about wanting to keep them all. Which one you want me to keep? <laughs> Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man said unto him, All these things I've done, I've kept them from my youth up. What lack I yet? 
Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Can I ask you a question today? What is it that you're not willing to let go of so you can embrace all of Jesus? It don't have to be wealth. It don't have to be money. Hallelujah. There's some folks got people in their life that they need to let go of. Because those people are hindering them from growing in God. Hallelujah. Amen. What is it that you're not willing to let go of so you can fully embrace all of Jesus? Hallelujah. Let me tell you, church, the rat race of this life will cause and is causing millions of people to lose out on the blessings they could have in the world to come. The whole principle of the teaching of Jesus, listen to me now. I'm not going to get to finish my message, but I want to get this part out. The whole principle of the teaching of Jesus when he was here was to live for today and believe God for your daily bread. I have not met many men in my life who follow that principle wholeheartedly.